Sometimes you just need to kick back, relax, and check in on things in life that affect us every day without adding too much controversy while still focusing on the challenges and joys of everyday life. We've got a show for you about everything from health, life, love, and wealth. Let's wrap up your Saturday with sensible, engaging talk about the topics you missed during the week. This is Alexandra and Friends. Hi there, I'm Alexandra, and uh, we're here with my co-host, V, and Courtney, and our sponsor, Mr. Roberto Perez with Miller Title. Without him, we would not be here today. Thank Thank you, Roberto. Thank you. you. I feel so welcome. V, how was Thanksgiving? Was good. Did you cook? I I cook it, but I was not able to do the special turkey Mexican recipe because Roberto bailed on us last week. Yeah. I am real after all. I am here, you know. Yeah. So are you going to teach us today about cooking? Are you going to talk about cooking today, Roberto? I am. We can. Actually, um, do you have a good recipe? I have my knife in my car, so. Uh, we can, you know, go to the vending machine and we can, <laughs> I'll hook you up. Right? That's going to be one of those shows that you go to the, the vending machine and you get like five bucks worth of products <laughs> and he's going to put them you together. Well, we need to hear about Courtney because I'm sure her turkey was fabulous. Well, we went to Mississippi. We stayed in a cabin. Wow. That's awesome. We kayaked and canoed and, and was one with nature. And we potlucked with uh, my husband's family and it was awesome. We had a great time. So. Excellent. You know, I have to say that I'm actually getting into that outdoors thing right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> that outdoors thing. Tell yeah. us, what, what outdoor thing is that? It's in, you know, in style right now, so I want to be in yes. style. <laughs> he walks his dog yeah. every day. Way to go, Roberto. I'm trying to get the mail, and that's like the two minutes I get. Well, oh, Courtney, boy. it's a good time to ask him all these questions of what, what kayaking is and all that, because yeah. he's into it now. Yeah. Row, row, row. <laughs> That's what we did. We did with the cadences, and then it goes That's like awesome. the, you know, you everyone chimes nice. in. Wow. And I heard that uh, Miss Congeniality here, Courtney, she has all her Christmas gifts done, it's ready, wrap it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I had so. one of my kids come back and sent all of her gifts and the grandbaby and my other daughter and her whole family, all of their gifts back. So hopefully they don't open them. I'm, they sent me a picture with all of them under the tree, but knowing them, they probably unwrapped everything, wrapped it back up, and took a picture and was like, hey. This is what they do. Yes. <laughs> so where are we having our holiday party, over at uh, V's or Courtney's or at Miller Tidal? Who, where I think are we, we need to go party? to Miller Tidal. Let's do it. Let's do it. The party I'm, I'm already... Uh... <laughs> I've already talked to Alexandra, and I cleared my schedule for the 27th. Was it 27th? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking to the 27th. The 27th. Yeah. Well, that you're you're behind. <laughs> yeah. So, well, last week we had everybody going to Alexandra's house to have coffee, and now everybody's going to show up at Roberto's for a party. But, ladies, we need to talk a little bit about our last show. Caroline, can you say her last name, Courtney? Benvides. Benevides. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Again, they did an amazing job uh, with the Joe's Pizza. Joe's Pizza, mm-hmm. and I, I saw wish we could have been a part of that. Yeah, I saw some pictures on Facebook, and again, they rocked. And but remember, we can still sending donations, and we can still helping them. Right, their, their coats, all, yes. warm clothes, 
Well, I was there for the for the for the um, for the serving for, for yeah. the serving, and so was Roberto. Um, I'm on board. I, yep. I committed us to it, and uh, so he's. I know you guys were busy, so it, it was, was awesome. important for us, for Alexandra awesome. and friends, to be there because she was so amazing in our show, and really, uh, her start of her charitable charitable area started very young. So, well. And uh, if you guys want more information, we have everything on our Facebook page, right, Courtney? Yes, on Alexander and Friends. You can also message us. Please like our page, and you can email us at alexanderandfriends660 at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can see also, you can see pictures over there, and you can... Thank you to Joe's Pizza. Yeah, they are, they are great. And you can also see how you can help. You can help... Um, Missionary McQueen as mm -hmm. well. You can help the American Society Cancer. So all the information is on our Facebook. National Breast Cancer. You know, yes. someone asked me when I was there, um, mm -hmm. you know, why are you guys doing this, right? Like, hey, why are you guys doing this? And, you know, I had, I told the person, asked me, I was like, you got to give, right? You got to yeah. give to receive. And the whole idea to give that yeah. day was just awesome. And yeah. thanks again to uh, Joe's Pizza. The Giver Games game. Yeah, that is really, really important. And we are getting close to the end of the year and we need to start get things around because you guys know um, around this time of the year we have the most crazy conversations about life and we need to get prepared. So today we are going to have an amazing guest here. She's a friend of mine. Uh, Miss Amy Jenkins, and she's going to be talking about will, trust, probate, all that funny stuff that keep people, you know, odd during Thanksgiving, Christmas, but needs to be done. I agree. Roberto, yep. since you're here today, I am being a realtor. That's the first thing I tell my clients, and I think I bring a lot of my business to the to your office. I tell my clients that it's so important as soon as they buy their home is to go ahead and get a will started for for the benefit of themselves and their family. And I know that you're amazing when you're closing the families. What else besides uh, you do you offer? Um, uh, what other services do you offer when a client is at the at your office? Uh, right. And that's a good point. So in regards to what the guests that we're going to have in uh, the show today, um, you know, we actually go hand in hand. We don't do that service in our office, but we do have some um, sort of, I guess, you know, um, way to link the two together because, um, you know, when you buy your home, like you've been helping a lot of families buy their home, um, that's a big, you know, the biggest, probably the biggest purchase ever, right? So when they, you know, uh, are unfortunate and have a, a loving pass or someone passed and they don't have this will uh, already set up, then that goes into dealing with the title of the house. And a lot of steps have to be done thereafter if that's not something they have set up. So, yeah. And Roberto, let me ask you a question. Uh, I've heard, and you can correct me, please, but I've heard that there is a new scam going around where people, when they realize they don't have the title of the house anymore because someone stole the title, how is that? And Alexander was talking to me about that too a few weeks ago. Uh, it's kind of you do the transaction by yourself, like you sell without a realtor and you don't go to a title and you just do a, a paperwork and then that house does not belong to you. Have you mm -hmm. heard anything about that? Um, well, I mean, yeah, I think it's something I think you're talking about something related to them actually not 
knowing what the title to the house is and then mm -hmm. someone uh, perhaps pursuing them to buy a copy of the title that's already been done or been given to them. I'm thinking that's it. But um, really what happens is when you buy a house, you don't get a car title. You get an actual deed. And that deed will take about a month or two months to get back to you because we do process title insurance, uh, recordings of all the documents. They go to the courthouse, get filed and so forth. So we send that back to you. Now, When as soon as we file that, which is within like three days of when you sign everything, those go into public records. So public records will let everyone know that you just purchased this property, right? So people are looking at that saying, oh, he just bought something. He just bought something. So they'll send you a letter saying that you'll have to buy your title, like you have to buy a copy of your title. And some people don't understand, or even if I tell them, explain them thoroughly, <clears throat> excuse me, they may forget, you know, so they're waiting and they're getting this letter saying, you know, send me $85 to buy my title. And they're like, oh, I don't have my title yet. Do I? Maybe I do need it. Because, I mean, these things look legit. Like, this, oh. this letters look yes. legit. And they also send those letters saying that you need to buy mortgage protection. Exactly. And they also add the name of the... Um, the lender and yeah. everything. and Don't make the letter look just like yes, the lender. Yes, just uh, call your you know, lender. Oh. Just call a real agent because a lot of those policies are crap. You know, they yeah, don't you cover be a lot careful. of stuff. You need so to always, really you know, get someone. And like in this case, Alexandra, that will help you out and, you know, guide you through and let you know. And then if you have any questions, call us because I do explain that at the closing. You know, you have to have someone that's going to let them know that. So please reach out to us. What is the phone number? It is uh, 469-619-3073. And we're in the uh, Dallas area. We do have three locations, Garland, DeSoto, and Dallas. Great. And you can also find his information on our webpage. Which one it is, Courtney? Our Facebook, Facebook page? Yes. Yes. We need to link all of your information up there, too. Yeah, just in case you don't have it. It's www.millertitletx.com. Excellent. It's great. Roberto, real quick, I want to just emphasize something. More and more uh, people are buying for sale by owner properties, and I'm finding myself in very unusual situations because some of these homes are financed by, by the mortgage company. The, um, the seller, the selling the property, really doesn't own the property. So they're doing this uh, little uh, deed, a uh, warranty deed or transfer and then Quick when you indeed. then the person leaves the country i've just got one right now and the people that I, the buyer never bought really anything <laughs> what what is the situation on this what, are you finding that more and more yeah you your... know what i think that might be related to what she asked earlier yeah. and what i just thought about it is people are signing quick claim deeds and quick claim deeds are no longer valid in the state of texas i think they were uh, null and void about 10 years ago so if you're out there signing quick claim deeds to you know give your property to someone just know that that's not a correct way to do it. Uh, and you know. that goes to that, say, in America, re help me here, guys. Remember, I don't even speak English. Uh, that you keep the pennies and you let the good money go. How is that, say, in English? Help have me here. I have no idea what you're saying. I have no idea what you're saying. Okay, I need to Google <laughs> it. But it's basically like people don't want to pay 3%, 6% to a realtor. Oh, yeah. And they can have a really big trouble later. We have that saying, too. Yes. Don't throw good money after that. Yes. Yes. I Thank you. No oh, Thank we you. have the greatest Mike producer, producer. Mike. Yes. Thank you, Mike. What he said. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> what we say is, you know, lo caro. 
sale caro. Lo barato sale caro. Lo barato sale caro. Lo barato sale caro. We speak several languages here. In yes. This show. Except for me. Yes. Pennywise yes. and Pound Foolish. We got it. I knew that was not there crazy. This Thank is you. the greatest yes. show because we talk about everything and everybody. Yes. <laughs> but o barato sai caro. Exatamente. Yes. Let me go back to English here. Because they don't want to spend money with a realtor. They don't want to spend money with a real right. agent. And then they ended up with losing everything. You know, well, real quick, just I had a lady a couple years ago that told me, you know, we charge whatever fee to do the transaction correct she's like you guys charge too much i can just do it over the internet okay Ooh. i was like you know because she was like you guys just charge for the piece of paper i was like mm, no it's not just a piece of paper lady right but she just went <laughs> over there you know, his face. <laughs> <laughs> and she went over there right and she went over and did it over the internet and then you know she tried to sell a transaction later and so happened that transaction came to me and and i was like no this is not right so she had to redo it and she had to pay To, to do it again so well I'm sure we're going to learn lots more from our guest today Amy yes. Jenkins great we'll be right back with Alexander and Friends and now Alexandra and Friends presents questions with the sponsor Here is Alexandra with Roberto Perez of Miller Title. Roberto, what is a title company? Why should I close on a title company? A title company is necessary to handle a transfer of real estate transactions. So it could either be commercial or residential. And we basically make sure everything in the transaction goes per the contract. To learn more about Miller Title and Roberto Perez, go to MillerTitleTX.com. You are listening to Alexander and Friends 660 The Answer. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. So we are just moving on today, and it looks like we're so having so much fun. Uh, Roberto, one more question before, uh, before mm -hmm. we close. Uh, what happens uh, on this situation? I have a client. I actually have someone right now. They bought a home. The home, uh, they are foreclosing on them by the original mortgage company because the the actual owner has left for Honduras and these people they don't own the home and they have to be out of there in six weeks. So what happens in that situation? Because they paid uh dollars down and the people have gone. This home does not belong to them. Where where do we go from here? Uh, the mortgage company saying these are my clients. Uh to church and pray because yeah. they're, they're, they're out. First of so, all, right? Yes. Um Well, I mean, yeah, this is a really tight situation. What I would say is, um, you know, I would need to see what they have signed. If the guy left, sign anything, it probably could be used. It may not, could be, I don't know. But honestly, what matters right now is the loan. So if the loan is behind, you guys, I mean, to avoid foreclosure, I would say you guys will well, have the, to speak Well, the loan to hasn't the, been paid in six months. They have been paying to the guy, yeah. but the loan has hasn't helped. been paid. Well, I mean, they'll let you bring it current. Yeah, I mean, they'll let you bring it current to bring it, you know, to bring the loan back to current status. And and it may be six months of payments that you have to pay um, for it not to be foreclosed on. But it, it may be that they're like foreclosing next month and that's like next week or, you know. Two weeks. Who knows? Yeah. Oh, so the good thing is people have got to start paying attention how they do business for sale by owners mm -hmm. or or for or um, personal guarantees of, of finance are not good if you don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's my story for today. Yeah. 
always be careful. Um, I always say always get a realtor in. Yes. I mean, even if you're going to Google stuff, Google the right stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> but everything on the internet is true, right? Yes, everything is true. I am thin. I am super healthy. Introduce and, our hey, guests. You're being silly. Yes, I'm being silly. <laughs> well, everything's internet is good, so let me say whatever I want. <laughs> so we have here today Miss Amy Jenkins. She was born and raised in Dallas, and she earned her BBA in economy from the University of North Texas in 19. 19- 1992. Uh, she worked for the municipal government for a few years, and she started to pursue a certificate in paralegal studies. In 95, she started her career as a paralegal in a large law firm in Dallas, Texas. And after working as a paralegal for three years, she decided to give liar life ago so there is a, a way more <laughs> and you i'm gonna leave the website so you guys can read about her and about her family and everything but emmy thank you so much for being here today who is emmy just tell us with your own words well first of all <clears throat> that you I, I, we want to be like clear here I didn't go to school to be a liar. I went to school to be a, a liar. lawyer. <laughs> but that is the Brazilian accent. Sorry. Well, we are in a birthday's a birthday dinner, and I said something about an aunt, and her mom was like, "V, are you talking about a bug? Or are you talking about your mother's sister?" And I was like. They're kind of the same, but I know what they're talking about. Hey, I feel you, B. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So some people some people think lawyers are liars, so but I'm a lawyer, not a liar. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Welcome. Welcome. So Emmy, how you ended up in family family court or family state, family because you do a lot of family law. Family, right? family law. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't do family law. You're probate, right? Closer. Yeah. There you go. I do. Uh, it's it's kind of family law. Some people call it family law for dead people. Um, <laughs> oh, and, and, you know, which is. But um, Amy's I, a comedian on I the do. side, too. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I do what is called estate planning. That's kind of the general term for it. Um, it's a fancy word for I do uh, help people prepare wills, uh, revocable living trusts, uh, powers of attorney. Um, <clears throat> asset protection, as well as I work on the other side, which is called probate, which is what happens when you pass away and you need to move assets out of the deceased person's name. It's best done with a will, but a lot of people pass away without a will. So we have to go through the probate process there as well. In addition to that, I also do guardianships, which is sort of uh, a nickname for it is a living probate because you're alive, but we have to have someone you've become incapacitated or are incapacitated and someone needs to be appointed to deal with your assets and to mm. make your decisions for you. That's important. Yeah. So, so it's kind of a big umbrella. In in basic terms, what does probate mean for just the general person? Because I hear probate and all I I think of is court, but I don't know. A lot know of people the, do get like the finances. Blown off by that word, right? They're yeah. Like, oh my God. Like, w- do I go somewhere? Do I have to spend money for this? It's held in probate for years, I hear people saying. So, what does that mean to the average person? Okay. Uh, sure. <clears throat> so, everyone has an, an estate, and your estate consists of everything you own, whether, you know, it's your house, your bank accounts, 
um, all that type of thing. That is your estate. <clears throat> when you pass away, to, to tie it to what we were talking about earlier about houses, for, Property. Exa for yep. example, mm -hmm. if you have a husband and a wife and they own a home together, and I always pick on the man just to let you know. Good. Well, um, I'm, I'm we need to. Again, so, so I guess yeah. that's fine. The man, let's pretend the husband passes away first. Well, his name is still on the deed of that house. Right. So in order, so say the, the wife wants to sell the house. Well, we have to have a way to get the husband's name off of the deed. To do that, we go through probate to do that, which means we file an application with what's called the probate court. And if the person has a will, then we present the will to the judge. The judge sort of reads the will, makes sure everything is there. An executor is appointed to do the business of, of the estate, the deceased person's estate. And then that person, the executor, receives what we call letters testamentary. And they take these letters and they take it, for example, they would take it to Alexandra as their realtor and list the home with her. And that gives the wife the power to sell the house and or deed the house into her own name and remove the husband's name from the title. Completely. Mm -hmm. That's a, you brought out the letters of testamentary, right? That's a good point because that's a really key document in, you know, what we do, Alexandra and, you know, title and real estate and everything, because that's actually what I need in, a lot of people yep. don't even know about that. And then, but they do tell you like, oh yeah, we've been to probate. Oh yeah, we've done our will. Oh yeah, everything's ready. Yeah, we, we Google with the information. I, I have one <laughs> client right now and she's going through hell because her dad went online or he bought a farm in a staple, something like that. And in his will says, I want that all my state goes to all my descendants. Mm -hmm. You know, and when the, the her dad died, in their mind was like, okay, that goes to the three children. But no, the judge read the documentation and was like, no, all the descendants. So it's going to be to the children, grandchildren, grand-grandchildren. So my client is the only one that <laughs> has children's, grandchildren, and grand-grandchildren. So her brother and sister are super mad because now instead of dividing the state by Equally, three, yeah. dividing the state by mm -hmm. 16. Yes. Wow. And yeah. it's a mess and there is a fight and everybody's mad and sad because all the process costs mm -hmm. time and money. And I bet, I bet that you saw some interesting situations. Yes. And I mean, this is a perfect example of if I can go back to the sort of do it yourself documents, not using a realtor. It's it's the same thing with, you know, not using a lawyer, trying to self prepare your own right. will or even sometimes doing online wills. You're going to end up with situations like this because mm -hmm. they words are thrown in there that people don't understand the legal definition. Or of. it may just be that they get it for like the state of Arizona or California or something. And mm -hmm. because it's, you know, different states, they, they you know, laws change. Mm -hmm. Now, one point about we were talking about just being a piece of paper. It's not just a piece of paper, right? It's what we know, what we do, what we have. Exactly. The, that I, uh, yeah. History knowledge for. I think that's an excellent point that I'm not really in the document business. I, what I do is I sit down with, with my clients and I talk about outcomes. 
what what do you want for your future? What do you see happening when you're not here anymore? What would you like to happen? And people have greatly differing wishes. I mean, I <clears throat> talked to a guy who wanted everything to go to his ex-wife. Wow. And I said, he said, I don't need Wouldn't a will. Wouldn't like that? Yeah. And I said, you most certainly need a will because it will not be going to your ex-wife. He goes, well, it's really important to me that everything go to her. And I said, Man. you must do planning. If He's not will. remarried, is he? <laughs> <laughs> that would get a little tricky. <laughs> I bet my no. baby mamas would like that. <laughs> Amy, I'm going through this right now. I just lost my mother-in-law uh, on, two, on the 11th of November, so... And I had uh, power of all her power of attorney. Now I just have to decide. Uh, I'm my father-in-law is being moved to hospice mm. this morning, mm. and I had to go through the whole uh, information. What's I allowing it to do do this? I was following his instructions. Okay, so that's a is that a durable power? Is is that what I have? Yes, there's two kinds of powers of attorney. Right. Um, a durable. Uh, or sometimes we call financial legal deals right. with, yes, bank accounts, making legal right. decisions. Then there's a medical power of attorney. So if, if he's going into hospice, you may be dealing with both types. You may need to be making his medical decisions as well as his financial. legal and financial decisions. Right. Good question. Yes. So I have both because last night I had to make that decision to move him into hospice this morning. So yes. that's very important. I'm so glad because I have one for my husband too. They're both in, uh, this was something which I'm glad we're bringing up because a lot of people do not know about that. And, and I, that's very important. Thank you for I go. I hope you give us a little more information on I'm that. Well, it's this great that we have the show because we are able to inform people about you know this type of situations. And, well, and, and a lot of help. times, Roberto, people are so oh, I have a wheel, I have a wheel, I have a wheel. But what happens if you are driving and you are in a car accident and now you cannot talk, you can, you are in a mm -hmm. hospital and you cannot take a decision, mm -hmm. and your wife needs to access your bank account? Then we can be in trouble, right? That is right. So there are two um, sort of two sides to planning. One is planning for what happens at your death and one is planning for what happens if you become incapacitated. And that is one way you may become incapacitated is having a car wreck and where you're expected to recover, but you're in the hospital for a while and you need someone else to do your business. Another way is, you know, if you receive a diagnosis of say something like Alzheimer's where you're not expected to recover and you're going to need someone to make your medical, financial, legal decisions for you. Um, a will does not cover that situation. Amy, you've been most informative. I'm so glad that we have another segment to go over and ask more questions and get more information from you. You're listening to Alexander and Friends with V, Courtney, Roberto, and our guest Amy today. Please find us on Facebook at Alexander and Friends. You can shoot us an email at alexanderandfriends660 at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Now, Alexandra and Friends presents questions with the sponsor. Here is V with Roberto Perez of Miller Title. Roberto, what type of transactions do you handle? Um, that's a good question. Um, we do refinances. We do for sale by owners. do sell transactions, um, wraparound transactions, assignments. To learn more about Miller Title and Roberto Perez, go to MillerTitleTX.com. 
Alexander Friends 660 The Answer. We're here with my friends, Courtney V. And our sponsor, Mr. Roberto Perez with Miller Title, and our very wonderful guest, Amy Jenkins, who is a fabulous attorney. They have to listen to everything she has to say. Courtney, you want to talk a little bit about what you want to ask her? Yes. This is free free advice. It's yes. not free called advice. Free advice. No, so you better charge. take notes. Yes. And, and yeah. discounts. So <laughs> Seriously, this is free advice. It is. Though. And this is this is helpful advice. So I have a mother who she's like a cat. She's we got you, she's got nine lives. And um <laughs> she I have watched that woman be uh paddled back to life. I have wow. watched I mean multiple times. Like she just keeps on going. But That's it's also you know, it's very, uh, I'm an only child, so it's just her and I. There's nobody else that she has any of her estate that would be left to, so it's just me. So we have tried for years because we keep thinking that she's not going to make it the next year or the next year to have everything in place so it's not overwhelming for me. And that's something that we've talked about before on the show where I've got my what now book where I've got everything outlined for my family members and where the accounts are, what the passwords are, where the death certificates need to go. And so she's actually the one that instilled that in me at a very early age. So she's a smoker. She's got COPD. She's got a pig valve. She's got a defibrillator. I mean, the lady is just full of everything artificial in her body, Um, but she's just tough as nails. And so she's got a home and I need to understand that home, all of her assets in a will are left to me. So when she passes or when she gets to the point where she can no longer take care of herself, she's told me that she's got a long-term care policy, so that will help. But walk me through what could happen. What what should I expect? What do I do? Okay. So first of all, I'd like to say that it's amazing that you all have Super a plan amazing. in place like that. And it's very loving, caring thing to do. Um, the and, and even down to all the details, that's fantastic. So your mom has a will-based plan. So what would happen is when your mom passes away, um, you would need to, number one, hire an attorney to probate her will. I found my attorney, Amy Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Me too. <laughs> um, so because you need an attorney to go through probate court here in Texas. So you would meet with the attorney, give the attorney the will and a death certificate, and then we'll pretend I'm your attorney. I will file that with whatever county your mom lives in with the probate court. You're going to pay me a fee to probate this. So, you know, probate fees for attorneys vary widely. You know, I would say you should expect to pay, you know, you could pay up to $5,000 to probate a will. Um, So we file the application, we file the will, we wait a certain amount of time, then we have a hearing with the judge. And I I went over this a little before, and I'm assuming you would be the executor Mm -hmm. that's named in your mom's will. Then you would be named executor, which as long as you are qualified, which this is a really important thing too, who you name as executor, it can't be, it has to be someone who has been responsible, let's call it. They could can never be convicted of a felony or a crime of moral turpitude, which means, you know, something like fraud or Credit stealing. Thing. Yes. So you have to make sure your executor qualifies. Wow, I didn't know that. That's a mm-hmm. good point. And I think we just, when we redid her will recently, my cousin was named her your executor. Felony came up. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not funny. And I think we've redone it, if I remember correctly, that I should be the executor because now I've got an older cousin that was. I mean, he's probably in his 80s at this point. So we need to – I need to – let yep. me make a note of that yep. real quick. Yep. Oh, sorry. No, I agreed. A lot of people don't know that. That's yeah. a good point. And so you should have your an executor. You should also name a, a backup executor in your will. Mm -hmm. So in this case, Courtney – as the executor and we'll have our hearing. And as long as Courtney is, is okay, right? I'm good. You're not a felon. I'll check out clean. <laughs> so, I promise. No, we can't hold licenses for insurance if we have. Yeah. Right. right. Yes. Yeah. But Amy, is there a way to avoid probate? Yes, there is. I'll finish saying. So, okay. so what Courtney would do specifically with mom's house is she would, find a realtor like Alexandra and sign a contract and sell the home if you wanted to sell the home. And your letter of your letter testamentary will help you do that. Um, <clears throat> you were asking me about Medicaid consequences. If your mom has to go into a like a skilled nursing care facility mm -hmm. or we call it nursing homes here, um, you know, she does have long-term care insurance, you you told me. Right. So we want to talk about that. That's excellent. She has long-term care insurance. And I know we can hear a little bit more about it from V. Um, <clears throat> so she her house will probably be protected if she has to get in if she has to get into the Medicaid, which she may not have to do because of you have the long-term care policy. So I'm sorry. Can you ask me the question again, B? Well, what happens if they don't have long-term care? Is that what you were going to ask no. me? I asked, my question was how to avoid probate because oh, you're going to need to. We're not there yet. Hold on one second. Hold on. <laughs> well, Hold on. This is so you're listening to Alexander and Friends 660, The Answer. We are just discussing Wheels. Well, we are Courtney, trying. We're trying. I'm dom I'm dominating this yes, conversation. Here. So, but <laughs> now my mom's got long-term care, but for the people that don't, that's horrifying to think that as a family, we would have to take on the expense potentially <clears throat> of finding care for her and paying for that out of pocket, right? Or them mm -hmm. taking her assets at that point. Right. So, That's for another show. We probably need to have her. <clears> that, that really probably is that, yeah. for a whole other show, but really quick, in order to qualify for Medicaid, you must impoverish yourself. You are not allowed to have more than $2,000 in assets and more than, I don't know the exact number, but it's about $2,300 a month in income. Anything over that, you must. Yeah, that's true. Now, there are some ways to protect it. And, and I do. That's part of asset protection, which is part of what I do. But just to get the word out that, yes, um, then if if Medicaid shells out a bunch of money over years and years on this nursing home care, there is a way that they can come. And it's called Medicaid Estate Recovery Program, that if you're assets go through probate and you you probate that will then it exposes it to to a medicaid estate recovery claim so they can go back there are planning really strategies they go back up to five years oh my god yes. they can look back at up to five yes. years in, that's horrible because what people used to do they have a house they have money in the <gasps> bank and they yes. they decide that Oh my God! I'm going to give everything to my children. Now I'm poor, but no, the state, the 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 state of Texas or whatever is the the state that you're yeah. living in, they can look back up to five, some states ten years to see if you are not giving money away Just because. to be poor and now use free 
free government yeah, that's it, 100%. Uh, assistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, then I know that. that's a great point, Amy. Thank mm-hmm. you for uh, bringing mm-hmm. that up. So, and so there's planning you can do to help with that. And how we can avoid probate. Yes. So there is a way to avoid probate. So remember back in the beginning, I said you have an estate when you pass away. It's all everything you own, house, jewelry, cars, bank accounts. That is your estate. Well, in order to avoid probate, you can take your estate and you can basically transfer it to what's called a revocable living trust. A revocable living trust, if if you want to think about it, is a kind of a substitute person. So your trust owns all your assets mm-hmm. at that point. So you personally don't have an estate to be probated. So as long as you keep your trust, what we call fully funded, and all your assets are tied to your trust, you avoid probate. And the beauty of this is there's no attorney that you have to pay to go through probate. There's no judge. Mm -hmm. There's no courtroom. There's no getting letters testamentary. There's no running around Mm -hmm. trying to deal with, um, you know, banks. Um, I mean, you will have to deal with a bank, but in your living trust agreement, it it sets out how you want everything to go, who you want it to go, how you want it to go. It's a completely um, personalized solution. Your trust can be drafted to however you want and whatever's important to your family. Um, this is especially important, I think, with blended families, because sometimes when you have um, a couple who have children from each have children from previous marriages, if spouse one passes away and says everything to ooh, excuse me, let's not get mad. Spouse two, okay. I talk with my Do hands. Not get mad don't, at the microphone. Don't beat me up, <laughs> spouse two, bam. Uh, everything goes to spouse two. Well, that second spouse has control of all the assets and can potentially disinherit the children children. from the spouse that died. We've had that situation on, you know, like when people don't leave the will or have their assets protected in that case in real estate, um, you know, people come and they try to say, oh, well, this, you know, my husband passed. And then you go back and try to ask them if they have a will to say no. And then you do the airship affidavit. I'm sure you're aware of what that is. And, uh, you know, you ask them, was he married? And, and they're like, yes, he have children. And they're like, yes. So I'm like, well, we need those children to sign. And they're like, oh, wait, no, he wasn't married. Oh, never mind. I'm just <laughs> like, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I think this show is going to have to extend to weeks because we, there's so much to talk about. It's amazing. Uh, I'm going through this myself right now. So there is. Well, And people need to understand that we are talking about all this court, probate, time, money, lawyers, and you still need to live, you still need to pay your bills, you still need to buy groceries. Mm-hmm. You, so be prepared. Mm-hmm. Have the, the tough conversation right now. Talk about, because people do not talk a lot to talk about death. They do not like mm-hmm. to talk about disease. They do not talk mm-hmm. about will. We don't want anyone to die. I have um, the husband of a great friend. Every time I he sees me, he was like, I'm not buying life insurance fee. And I was like, I'm not trying to sell life insurance. <laughs> and he was like, 
you guys want me to die. No, it's not about that. But you you know, do not. Is that my husband that you're talking about? <laughs> I, I refuse me. I gave to you the right names. to not give names here in the show. I, she pleads the fifth. We're, we're listening to Alexandra and Friends 660, The Answer. This show is brought to you by Miller Title, Roberto Perez. As we move forward on this show today, we, we're just uh, so excited. We have very good guests today, Amy uh, Can we Jenkins. have her stay on for the last segment Absolutely. of the show? Is that awesome. okay? Would you be That's okay great. staying we, for the last segment? Absolutely. We're having an amazing show. We also have Roberto Perez with Miller Title. He is our sponsor. Yay. And we have a great, great producer Mike. who's putting up with us. Yes. And Courtney and V. And we're all here together. And uh, let's keep talking. Yes. Um, I think we need to Wait, real quick. We need to go to a break. Let's go to a break. Yeah. But again, we're with Amy Jenkins. What's your website, Amy Jenkins? www.amyjenkinslaw.com. Great. We'll be right back with Alexander and Friends. And now Alexandra and Friends presents questions with the sponsor, here is Courtney with Roberto Perez of Miller Title. Roberto, what is title insurance? I'm glad you asked. Uh, title insurance is what you would get as a guarantee that the transfer of your real estate transaction is clear. So it's kind of like the uh, insurance policy for that sale. To learn more about Miller Title and Roberto Perez, go to MillerTitleTX.com. Alexander Friends 660 The Answer. We're here with Courtney V and our sponsor, Mr. Roberto Perez with Miller Title, and our guest, Amy Jenkins, the fabulous attorney. Hey, Amy. So if you don't mind, just remind our friends in the show what your information is and, you know, your website for us. Yes. So I'm Amy Jenkins. I am an estate planning lawyer. You can find me at www.amyjenkinslaw.com. That's A-M-Y-J-E-N-K-I-N-S-L-A-W dot com. And you know what? I'm going to just oh, no. say thank you, Courtney, for the example that we used. It was actually great because we yeah. tied it into what we talked about and it just came in right along everything. Um, as far as, you know, what you do, Amy, and what I do in title insurance, mm -hmm. we can definitely, you know, work hand in hand and help a lot of people in getting that stuff. Uh, planned out like you know their estate planning their wills and everything so for our friends that are out there are listening they just you know basically tuned in um, we want to remind them that it's very important for them to get that done as far as you know estate planning and everything what would be just an average because people have this taboo of like attorneys you know charging a lot of money mm -hmm. like oh no I don't want to go to an attorney because they charge a lot I get that a lot too I mean we have attorneys on staff as well but what would be an average, you know, cost for a, let's say, a will? A will, um, <clears throat> well, first of all, the I way... I know it's kind of like broad, right? It, yeah, it'll yeah. be a ballpark mm -hmm. because it, it depends on your family situation. Are you single? Are you married? Um, also, when when I prep, I don't... I will do this, but I, I really prepare a whole package. So that deals with death and incapacity. So you're going to get a will. You're going to get your powers of attorney. You're going to get your advanced medical care directives. Um, you're going to have the whole package for death and incapacity, Great. if you will. Um, so, I mean, you're going to be looking um, anywhere from probably, you know, 2000 to 
$3,500 for a will package, for a basic will package. And, you know, I, it's well worth it because I think it's to compare. There I go again, hitting the mic. Um, I think that was me. Just the permit for the house is 5,000 around this. Right. And then what about no will? What happens when you, when you pass with no will? Well, we are under what I like to call the state of Texas plan. And I think number one, the first thing about that is your stuff may not go where you want it, where to, you go. Want it to go. And there's a lot of situations that end up happening where, you know, once again, this, you know, second marriage situation comes up and people are spouse number one dies. Spouse number two is owning a house with stepchildren the children of and spouse one yes yeah. and that that causes i mean and i've listen i've been through situations where people were you know stepkids were harassing mom you know to get out of the right. house get out of the house yeah you and, know i had a situation where and i'm sorry to interrupt you but mm-hmm. i had a situation exactly like that and it just happened not too long ago where the the spouse you know that was in, on title was obviously the one that passed, but the lady just took it upon herself to sell the house, right? She mm-hmm. just went ahead and, and and sold the house, but the guy had left kids, so she had remarried, and and she didn't want the you know I guess to put the kids in in uh, the the will or the heirship affidavit or whatnot, and um, I mean she didn't tell me this until our examiner saw that you know there was you know. Obviously, history of kids being there. So, anyway, we actually had to cancel the sale because so I was like, no, those kids have to get, you know, uh, their part. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. obviously, the husband that's in the house now, that's with her now, he's like, no, you know, mm-hmm. this is my house now. And they like to, you know, be possessive or whatnot. And they, he was just like, no, they're not getting nothing. So, I was like, well, we can't sell. <laughs> exactly. Because under the laws of the state of Texas... Those children have an interest in that property, Mm -hmm. period. So first reason to do a will or a revocable living trust is you say where your stuff goes. So you protect your kids, you protect your family. So when you have the trust, then how does that work? Yeah. So the trust is, okay, here's my analogy, is we build a little red wagon, and we call it your trust. Um, it usually has a family name, you know. So, but we'll say this: we'll call it the Courtney Trust. Mm-hmm. And what we will do is, uh, we will retitle the name of all your assets into the Courtney Trust. So we will, if you own a home, mm-hmm. we're going to prepare a deed for you, and you're going to deed from Courtney to Courtney as trustee of the Courtney Trust. Courtney, one, two, three. Yeah. Courtney, went to, you can name your whatever. revocable living trust whatever you want. Um, people use fun names sometimes. Most people just use But what if my, hu- if my husband survives me, then does that impact that? Or if we both pass in a car accident at the same time, like how does that work with the house being in both of our names? Well, so if you're married, then it would, your trust would be, you would be co-trustees okay. of Courtney and her husband's trust. Okay. And then we would retitle your assets into the name of the trust. Or if you're dealing with something like life insurance, then we're going to make sure the beneficiaries are designated properly. Yeah. And lots of times the life insurance will be paid directly into the trust. Excuse me. And then upon, say, you pass first, then your husband Mm -hmm. passes, then you decide what happens to it then. 
in what percentage. And you can do whatever you want. If you have children, mm -hmm. you can give it to your children. But the the beauty is you can leave it to your children in what I call ages and stages. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you have a large estate, you may not want your 20 year old daughter getting your $2 million estate. <laughs> yeah. And you may have True. some charitable intentions. Um, it's, it's very, very um, customizable. Amy, let's say we have no plan. We have the state of Texas plan mm -hmm. and, how long takes until we go through court, probate, and family fight? Because mm -hmm. I heard that some cases mm -hmm. they are in court for years and years and years. And at end, what the family needs to pay to the lawyers is kind of half of the state because it took so long. Is that true? That is That can be true, and that is an excellent question. And this, is. this is what people don't consider. Mm -hmm. it is, it's very expensive. So you're going to pay your lawyer more when you don't have a will to probate. The, there are many more steps we have to take when you when you have to go do, through probate without a will. And then we have a problem of can the, the children or, you know, your loved ones decide on who's going to be the executor. If we can decide on that and agree on it and file a document agreeing on it, great. We can do that. That's the most important part right there. But right? the but here's that's the trick. What happens, I find because I practice pro, I actually practiced probate before I started estate planning, mm -hmm. so I could kind of fix some of these horrible family situations that happen in probate. So what happens usually is mom dies, Kids lose their mind and they start fighting. And people say to me all the time, we would never do that. <laughs> and I go, I get that a lot okay. too, you know? You don't yeah. know, like, seriously, mom dies, people lose it. Yeah. They start fighting. It brings up almost like all the old stuff from yeah. when they were children. True. And they just start picking at each other. And I, you know, I, I watched this happen in my, my family, unfortunately. And, um, So it's it's a longer process. Um, there's usually lots of there can be lots of fighting. And there's usually that one sibling that doesn't want to sign or doesn't want right. to, uh, you know, agree to something. Mm -hmm. or, and yeah. so they want to be executor. And then this wants to be executor. Yeah. And, and then we're in front of the judge and the judge, a stranger is deciding yeah. things about your family. So. And you also need to think that it's not just about you. At this point, you have the husband, you have the children, because everybody wants to have a say. Yes. Everybody wants to have a say, you know, because one thing is you to be dealing with your children, but now they are married. And we know that a lot of times the children just get married. They go away. It's been a while since you have a mindful conversation about what's going on. And then the mess. May I ask you one question? I want to talk about Texas common law. Yes. That's a great point. Because I'm finding more and more and more people, they're living together, they have children, mm -hmm. and I'm selling a lot of homes in that. What is the situation? Because it's getting very complicated now. Uh, you're finding that they have common law here, but they're married in another country. Ah. And... Uh, Or they're just living here and they have children on this side, children on the side. What happens on, on a death situation on this? Um, a lot of young couples are doing that right yes, now. They're just yes. like living together on their 
mm-hmm. the same roof. Well, right? but if they live together, but they don't have another marriage, it's one thing. But sometimes they leave a country. They they were married there for ten years. They are in this country for twenty, and they didn't solve the situation over there. How that mm. works, Emmy? Yeah. Yeah. So I. I see that as two different questions mm-hmm. um, sure. because uh, one situation we're talking about people who live together who aren't married in another country, just people who are right. living mm-hmm. together. Uh-huh. And then people who are, are actually married in another country and living here now. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have to make an, you would have, evidence would have to be shown proof that you are married in another country. So you're going to, if you don't have your marriage certificate Mm -hmm. from that other country, you're going to have to get it from that other country. It's going to have to come in a certain, you know, certificate, certificate form with, you know, certain seal and seals to make it legal to prove, you know, that you're married. This other situation of people living together is not necessarily common law marriage. There are very specific legal requirements to be common law married. Uh, a, a couple of them are you have to hold out as husband and wife. So in other in words, public or yes, let's, mm. if, let's pretend Roberto and All I right, were living together <laughs> and we say we're common law, common law married. When we went to a party, I would say... Hey, this is my husband, husband, Roberto, even though we a priest hasn't married us. But yeah, I introduce you as my husband. We have an intention uh-huh. to be married. We have an ag- uh-huh. agreement that right. we are married. We both acknowledge yes. as married. Yes. And um, <clears throat> so common law is more than just two people living together. Amy, we do need to wrap up. This show flew by. I think that. Our Facebook page, Alexander Friends, would be a great platform for people who have maybe more questions yeah. or want to yes. get in touch with you. We can put your link on our page. Um, if somebody has a specific question, we can pass on to Amy. You can email us at alexanderandfriends660 at gmail.com. Um, we thank you so much for being here. I think this is a great tie-in for all that we do. Roberto with Miller Title. We've got Amy Jenkins, the attorney. I do property and casualty insurance. V can help with that long-term care. Yes. And obviously, Alexandra with uh, I do Alexander real Venture Real mm-hmm. Estate. Alexander, what's the answer for the question? Who is who is the face in the hundred dollar bill? Who is the bill? president on the dollar bill? Isn't it? Was dollar? I thought it was one hundred. Oh, one hundred. Oh, you said one hundred. You didn't say. Well, I just wanted to see. Do you know who it is, uh, Courtney? Do you know who this is in the hundred dollar bill? Ronald McDonald. <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. Benjamin Franklin. Could be. Is it? that right? I say it's Alexander Hamilton. You say it's Alexander I Hamilton. Say I say Benji. Benji? Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Wow. No, that's right. But mm-hmm. No, but he was. Uh, but you asked who the president, right, who the president was. True. Yeah, the president. Was the president. It was a trick question. Yeah, no, no. So Good job. did anybody answer like that question guy. on our email? We had a couple of responses and they did. That's how I knew. <laughs> so did they get to come to our show? Potentially. So I'm going to give you one more for next time. And this is Christmas is coming, and a lot of Christians love uh, Israel. So I'm going to ask a very important question. Does anybody know where the city of Nazareth is? Is it in Israel or is it in Palestine? That will be your next week. We were expecting the answer. Thank you so much for listening to Alexander. Until next time, have a good evening. You've been listening to Alexandra and Friends, your weekend fill of all topics that matter to you. Join us again next week at this same time for Alexandra and Friends on 660 AM, The Answer.